Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This week, the Bookshelf Cinema is screening Blue Jasmine, The Attack... The Venice Syndrome, The Way Way Back, The Spectacular Now, and a special screening of Labyrinth. At the E-Bar on Thursday, September 26th, you can see Delhi with Oxford Blue and Billy Dre and the Poor Boys perform live. And the bookstore has some new titles in by Douglas Copeland, Joseph Boyden, and many, many more. The bookshelf is located at 41 Quebec Street in Guelph. Visit bookshelf.ca for more information. Creative Control with Vish Hey, how you doing? I'm I'm okay. I was out late last night at the Polaris Music Prize Gala in Toronto, Ontario, where Godspeed You Black Emperor won the award. Congratulations to them. I was co-hosting the broadcast of the event with Ox TV. Thanks to Ox for having me on, particularly Sam Sutherland and uh, my co-host Nicole Villeneuve. So great. We had a great crew, and it was really fun. I spoke for five hours and stood. I just spoke and stood for five hours with very few breaks. It was kind of exhausting, but also really exhilarating. It was such a great night, and I had a good time. And man, Godspeed won, so that was that was uh, the icing on the cake. I was really happy they won. And uh, they released a statement uh, this morning. Uh, I'm, I'm up a little late, but they released a statement. I just, uh, I'm sure maybe you've seen it already, about why they have some objections to winning. You can read that at cstrecords.com. I encourage you to do it. And once again, congrats to them. They're a great band. I'm glad they won. Um, I should also point out that this Thursday, I will be moderating a panel. Uh, that's on September 26th. 3.45, uh, a panel about DIY culture with some great people. Among them, uh, Creative Control alumni, Ian Sfinonius. So if you're in Montreal, it's a free panel, 3.45. More information at uh, popmontreal.com. Uh, come on out. Uh, This past August, uh, as some of you know, I interviewed Steve Albini about uh, his work on the Nirvana album In Utero, a very extensive uh, conversation with Steve there. And uh, earlier that day, I spoke to a member of the band, Chris Novoselic, uh, about the new reissue of In Utero that is out now. So I took some time before I posted this, but here it is. It's a rather short interview with uh, Chris Novoselic about Nirvana. He was on kind of a press junket. And I think was kind of exhausted by the time he got to me. I just had that feeling. And that's fine. You know, I, I, I imagine, like me yesterday, he was probably standing and speaking to people for five hours. I can totally relate to wanting to, you know, get just get home. 
after talking for so long. So anyway, good conversation. Me and Chris Novoselic, what an honor. Have a listen. Hey, this week's episode is brought to you by Pizza Trocadero. For my money, the best pizza you can eat in Guelph, Ontario. A proud, independent family business run by a punk rocker, Trocadero only uses a rich array of fresh ingredients cut by hand and homemade dough made daily, all baked to perfection inside of a stone oven. It's gourmet panzerotti, calzones, wings, salads, garlic bread, breadsticks, and oh man, the pizza, the pizza. Personally, I like the gourmet Domateo with goat cheese, artichoke, roasted red pepper, mushrooms. I sub out the turkey breast for eggplant, but that's just me. Wash the whole thing down with a brio. Man, I am getting hungry just talking about this. Call Pizza Trocadero at 519-829-2444. Visit them at 7 Municipal Street in Guelph and online at trocaderoguelph.ca. T-R-O-K-A-D-E-R-O-G-U-E-L-P-H dot C-A. That's Pizza Trocadero, a place of the good trade. Chris Novoselic is an American musician, filmmaker, author, columnist, and political advocate who has played in bands like Sweet 75, Eyes Adrift, Flipper, and, on occasion, Foo Fighters. He is best known for playing bass in the Washington State-based rock trio Nirvana, which he co-founded in the mid-1980s with the late singer, songwriter, and guitarist Kurt Cobain. In the past few months, Novoselic has made the odd live appearance with fellow Nirvana members Dave Grohl and Pat Smear in a unique collaboration with Paul McCartney of Wings and The Beatles. Paul McCartney was also in the the band The Beatles. Uh, Nirvana's final album was an amazing one called In Utero, which came out in September 1993, and to honor its 20th anniversary, a special edition of the album with lots of cool additions is set to be released by Geffen on September 24th. Here now to discuss this further is Chris Novoselic. Hi, Chris. How are you? Hey, Vish. I'm great. It's very nice to speak to you, I must say. Well, I'm glad to be speaking with you and everybody in Ontario who's listening. Yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate that. Now, you've released deluxe editions of all of the Nirvana albums to date, and I imagine that putting them together has been both kind of fun and also, I imagine, somewhat difficult. Now that we're at In Utero, the band's final album, how are you feeling about the, the process and these projects? Well... We figured out how to sell records in the, the digital age. And so what you do is you uh, put a package together with nice paper and photographs. You find some uh, closet treasures and dig deep in the vaults and uh, include that. We put the live show in there and the fans and Nirvana fans seem to love it. And, um, People, they'll, they'll trade bootlegs, they'll download um, songs and, and concerts and things. And so these kind of packages are for the, for the Nirvana fans out there. And um, this will probably be the last one because it's a 20-year in utero anniversary. And that was the last Nirvana record. And um, 
I'm, we're not going to do 20, 25 year. <laughs> and maybe we'll do, if, if I'm, maybe I'll be around for the 50 year anniversary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then who knows what format everything will want to come out on at that point. Yeah. Who knows what will come out. And so we did things like we remixed uh, the record. I, after 20 years, I thought maybe it could breathe a little better, mm-hmm. open it up. And I, and speaking of posterity, you know, somebody down the road is probably going to remix it maybe after, you know, we're all gone. So I thought, well, why not remix it now? And so I'm, I got a chance to work with Steve Albini again, who, who uh, recorded and mixed the record and, and that's part of the package. Yeah. I was actually supposed to speak to Steve about this today. Steve and I have spoken quite a number of times over the years and uh, he stood me up. He was busy making a record for somebody, and we have to reschedule to later tonight. So Steve is the hardest working man in the show business. Yes, I've heard that. I it was once said about James Brown, and now it's true of Steve Albini. So, so much of the mythology surrounding In Utero has, has to do with the sound of the album and, and Steve's role in it. And uh, the anniversary, this anniversary package actually contains the typed letter that Steve sent to the band after Kurt approached him about working together. And, you know, true to Steve's style, it's frank and it's funny, but it's also cautionary. Like, he anticipated problems you might be you might have with your record label. What do you guys make of that letter? Well, it's there for the public to enjoy. And, um... <sighs> That's a good question. Um, you know... It's a great record, and I'm glad that we had a chance to remix it, just to open it up a little bit, right? Yeah. And then the remastering, too. It just, it just, the record breathes better. It just breathes more, okay? Hmm. And, um, and that's good. And, and, um, and there's, there's different, it's just like a different take. It's like 20 years later. 20 years and four years later and um, um, we're you know we're opening it up there's some there's a diff- different levels there's different uh, backup backup vocals are louder in some places there's like different guitar solo on uh, in other places it's just kind of mix it up yeah this is you're referring to basically Steve's new mixes for the record that's what I'm talking about, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why do you suppose the actual recording seemed to be a concern for people in the Nirvana camp at the time? Well, we, you had Nevermind, which was a very polished record, okay? And then there was these, there's obligations when you're a number one rock band, uh, you're getting played on the radio, and you make this record that sounds really edgy. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the reasons that drove us to, to a compromise. And we, we knew it, too. It was like we had, we, there were these obligations, okay? And so that's, we started working with Scott Litt, who had produced um, R.E.M. And he had just done R.E.M. Um, Automatic for the People in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And so we went in that same studio with Scott to uh, remix those songs. And those are the songs that you hear on the radio off, off the album. And, and to your ear, what were the fundamental differences between Steve's mix of Heart Shape Box and All Apologies and Scott's mixes of them? 
Scott's mix was more accessible for mainstream people. Hmm. That's 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 it in a nutshell. That's it in a nutshell. <laughs> it's just more. It's more radio friendly. It was a radio friendly unit shifter. <laughs> what it was. <laughs> All right. Well, you you've talked a little bit in terms. Uh, you've talked about the record itself and and what you wanted to see sort of happen with the songs with these new mixes that you did with Steve. What else were you keen to present with this particular edition of In Utero for the fans? Well, we know how to put these packages together. Like, we had the box set, which was, like, epic, and it was, like, a huge selling box set. We had the, the uh, reissue 20-year Nevermind and now the 20-year of um, In Utero. So how do you do it? You make these packages with, like, printed on nice paper, never seen before photographs. You put in uh, lost uh, archive uh, material, and you include a video, a DVD, Blu-ray, whatever the heck it is. And that, that's how you sell records. We figured it out. So there's a song on, in utero called Milk It. Well, we figured out how to milk it. <laughs> in all honesty... <laughs> and and people, you know what? It's good material. It's a great record. It's I think it is. Mm-hmm. There's really good material on it. It's a good listen. That concert, Live and Loud, that's a great concert. That's like Nirvana at the height of our power. Kurt, Kurt Cobain looks great, sounds great. It's a good, on high definition, these aren't VHS tapes. It's high, it's high definition. We remixed it. Um, it's a great concert. And these, these are made for fans, these packages. And there's a lot of Nirvana fans who they collect the bootlegs, they have all the live shows, they collect photographs, they, they're, they're really intense fans, and I love them. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Oh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and these kind of things, and they're the people who buy these these packages, and so there's, and so we've stumped a lot of these great fans with material that they haven't heard. Like, so there's things that you, they haven't heard yet. So I'm excited that it's going to be out there for people to enjoy. Yeah, the live and loud uh, concert that was on MTV. I have that that I taped off of the TV. You know, when it was on MTV or in, in Canada, it would have been much music, but much music played it and. Who else was on the bill? It was like the Breeders and somebody else played that night. Cypress Hill. Right. What a bill. That's a weird bill. That was a cool bill. And then you guys... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was supposed to be Pearl Jam, but Eddie didn't feel good. 
Oh, interesting. So, so Nirvana played longer. Wow, I didn't know that. Is that is that common knowledge? I had never heard that before. Yeah. Well, it's great. It's, and you know who that that was a that was for um that was a uh a special with Anthony and Flea from the Chili Peppers. They were the they were like the host of the show. That's right. And it was for it was for like New Year's Eve. And they were like they filmed all these funny um segments where they're in drag or they're like Hasidic Jews. <laughs> they're like doing <laughs> these skits. But that, none, is any of that in the Live and Loud special that you're releasing? No, no. Yeah. This is just a straight-ahead show. Yeah. Well, it's a fantastic show. It's an amazing show. That show made an impression on me when I was a kid. Right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's been so much said and written about Nirvana and in utero over the past 20 years. In taking this anniversary edition on, did anything about it and the sessions that spawned it, I suppose, did any of that surprise you? Have you been surprised by anything in this uh in releasing this thing? No. I know there's a lot of lore and perspectives, but it it has to just be about the music, and that's what you get, and that's what Nirvana was about, a band, and it's, it's a tribute. Like all the Nirvana uh, releases are, it's a tribute to Kurt Cobain and his vision as an artist and a musician, which is the you know, same thing, um, and how he he expressed himself. And that's what you hear with In Utero. You, you have this signature of, of, a, of a style, of, and it's a tribute to Kurt Cobain. Right. Given how scrutinized this record has been, do you see aspects of it that have been overlooked in any way? Like, are, are there things that that you feel haven't been highlighted that maybe have been highlighted here? Uh, to tell you the truth, I haven't really followed up on the scrutiny. I don't read the Nirvana books, and I just don't... For some reason, it just doesn't re- yank my crank to go and read these perspectives. And I know there's a lot of them out there, and I'm sure they're important, and I don't. I'm not discounting them. It's just, it's just a personal thing for me. Yeah. And um, but I, I was aware. I'm aware of those things, and so that's why I was. It was important that we went went back and remixed it with Steve Albini. So and we did it. There were no computers. There was no clicking or dragging. No plugins. Command C cut command <laughs> This you were at Electrical Audio in Chicago in the beautiful facility there and you were just Electrical Audio it was a hundred percent analog and so the remixing was basically just listening to all the all the tracks, twenty four tracks and seeing what the heck we could do with them. And there wasn't a lot to do with them, but I you know, just some fresh years twenty years later, just pried it open a little wider. Right. So it sounds to me then, just to clear this up, because I've, I've, I've been asking you questions about it, but it sounds to me that the revelations for you about this record, like beyond the kind of hidden tracks, there's a couple of B-sides, beyond all that, the revelations for you and maybe for the fans will actually show up in these new mixes that you and Steve did of the original album. 
Yeah, it, there's just there's you'll hear some. It's just a, a fresh take. Just there's some differences there. Some things are pushed up a little louder. Some things are taken off, pulled down, or taken even taken off. Just kind of change things a little bit because there's already the original version on the on the record, but there wasn't like a whole lot to work with to make them radically different. Mm-hmm. So again, it was just to kind of pry it open a little little wider. Yeah, like when I listen to the new mixes, I hear like I've heard I've only been able to listen to it a couple of times, but I heard like solos like i heard parts i never heard before yeah that was the idea yeah it's a fresh take you yeah. know i got the idea for it was listening um to there was a doors greatest hits record oh what the heck is it called it's, it's like the latest one where they remixed all these songs the future starts now i think it's called uh-huh and so i'm listening to these door songs that i've heard my whole life and it's just you know, those songs were mixed in the 1970, 1969. And so they just remixed them. And um, you just hear little things. If you're a fan, you know what to listen for. And you can hear things. And that's what gave me the inspiration. Was You know, maybe we should do this with In Utero. Hmm. And um, if the Doors could do it, we could do it. <laughs> sure. And like that, George that. Harrison, George Harrison... He remixed All Things Must Pass, The Beatles remixed, not remastered, both remixed um, Let It Be. And somebody who's listened to those records for decades, you like, the remixes were fun hmm. to listen to. <laughs> Just a new take. Or even The Beatles Love, like, that's a, that is a, that is a remash is what that is. That's a mashup of Beatles. Have you ever heard that? I actually never. I, I didn't. I didn't hear that. But I know what you're talking about because when the reissued White Album came out, I was hearing things I'd never heard before, and I don't know. At first, I was kind of freaked out. Like I just heard things I'd never ever heard before, and there's no way I haven't listened to that record like a trillion times. So you're right. There's a. You know, I think some some people kind of decry this whole reissue remastering thing and remixing thing oh, because I know. And I tell I I shall not they shall remain nameless. The people I know in big bands are like, well I don't know if I want to. I know that record could sound better, but that's just a document of that time and what. It, and I'm like, well that document will always be there. You know what I mean? And well, why don't you try remixing it? Somebody else is going to remix it after you're long gone. Hmm. Who knows? In 50 years or 100 years. Someone's going to remix it. <laughs> Can you guarantee that it's not going to be remixed? Yeah, if you destroy the master, right. you know, but yeah. it's just like, I don't know. I don't know. I like psychic TV where they have like a hundred mixes of one song. <laughs> the, it's you, fine by me. You're right. It's, it, it doesn't necessarily have to lead up or end up being just a cash grab. It can actually revitalize a record you love. Or it could destroy it. Like I, I heard a, this, I'm, they, it shall remain nameless, but it was a classic country singer from the 50s and they remixed this record but they did it like in the early 80s and so it sounds like uh, <laughs> it has it, they date it like it was timeless when it was recorded in the 50s and they remixed it but they put all these like 80s era uh, audio quality like tools on it uh-huh. 
and it sounded like 80s. It was not timeless anymore. So it's, you have to be careful with these things. You could screw them up. Well, you've got... But that's why that's why we did it with Steve. Yeah. Yeah, Steve's not going to screw it up. Have you, have you, have you heard his uh, remixes of all the Jesus Lizard albums? No. Oh, man, dude. They're, they're amazing. They put them out a, a few years ago. I recommend those. I think it was like 2009. They re-released all of the records and on vinyl, and they, Steve and Bob Weston uh, remixed them. Sound amazing. Oh, that's great. You know, Bob Weston contributed uh, photographs to on this in utero package. He was like the only person taking photos. Oh, wow. And he found, he found the negatives to, in the, his garage somewhere. There's like a picture of Kurt and... Of of the band, of Kurt's birthday cake. <laughs> nice. Yeah, actually, yeah. I reached out to Bob to see if he wanted to talk about it, and uh, he he actually declined, which was too bad. He 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 he. I think he's got a. And you would know this better than I. I think he's got an uneven relationship with that time. Oh. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe that's news to you. <laughs> anyway, maybe he just declined for other reasons. But I was uh, I I wanted to hear from him because. Yeah, basically, it was a it was a good little group you had that made this album, and uh, it's great. I'm glad it's uh, I'm glad it's back, and I've been having fun re- re-listening to it, if I might say. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. So what's what's next for you, Chris? Uh, what else is going on? Well, I've been doing some cool music projects. The latest one I did was with uh, Dave and Pat and Paul McCartney, and that was like a getting kind of getting back to Nirvana in some ways and some ways doing something new and a lot of ways doing something new and uh, did some did a song with Modest Mouse and um, just trying to keep it together so well Vish thanks thanks for the time and hello Ontario good night and God bless everyone <laughs> alright well thanks Chris I just want to let people know once again Nirvana's amazing album in utero is being reissued for its 20th anniversary in a deluxe edition that includes the remastered album a new 2013 mix by Steve Albini, unreleased songs, alternate mixes, demos, the MTV Live and Loud concert from December 13, 1993, which is also available as a standalone DVD, and much more. You can learn more about this at nirvana.com and follow Chris Novoselich on Twitter at Chris Novoselich. Uh, Chris, I, I really can't tell you how much you and your band meant to me as, as a 12-year-old kid. Thank you for making the music you did and standing up for really great things. Thanks, Mish. Hey, thanks again for checking out Creative Control with Vish Khanna. You can email me about the show at creativecontrol933 at gmail.com. That's creative with a K, control with a K, 933 at gmail.com. You can also follow our Twitter at Vish Creative, V-I-S-H-K-R-E-A-T-I-V-E. And you can also like our Facebook page. A version of this show airs on CFRU in Guelph every Wednesday at noon Eastern. And you can listen to that online at CFRU.ca or if you're in the KW region at 93.3 FM in Guelph. You can also sign up for the weekly mailing list for the podcast and the, and the show at vishkana.com and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. I believe that is everything I wanted to tell you. Thank you once again. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.